like books? Well, so do we. So let's talk about them. This is Pages and Pages. Pages and Pages. Welcome to Pages and Pages, where two best friends talk about all things books. That Sophia. And that is Morgan. And this is episode five. Actually, it's episode six. Just kidding, it's episode six. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> Listen, it's been a day. It's how, how have you been, friend? Good, how are you? Good. Mm-hmm. Great. I'm exhausted. Yeah, but... same. Well, see, someone got a promotion at work. I did. So, she has a right to be exhausted. Yes. Yeah. A lot more responsibility. Yes. And, uh more hours at work right i'm just sick so yeah i think it's allergies and overworked yes yeah Yay. so we're having a good time here it's fine so yeah apparently this is episode six <laughs> who knew yes today we're gonna be talking about book covers yes all things book covers because if you even if you read audiobooks or ebooks or physical books you look at that cover. Yeah. No matter what. They're important. Yes. Yeah, but first, we're going to talk about what we've read, what we're currently reading, and all that jazz. Yes. <laughs> we are busy people currently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we haven't been reading a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I have finished two books. Since the last time we recorded. I think. Maybe three. Because I don't think I mentioned Heartstopper. Mm. By Alice Oseman. Uh, Heartstopper Volume 4. Which I really love. It's so good. It's so cute. I love it. Nick and Charlie are the cutest couple. They are. And they're currently going through some things in Volume 4 and it's upsetting. But it's also really refreshing. Like yes. the conversations they have about mental health. Mental health. And the, the art is really great because I think Alice Oseman does it herself. It's wonderful i really enjoy it yes um before we get too far in the episode i do want to mention if you can hear birds (laughs) we are close to a window they're morgan's pet birds they're outside yeah (laughs) tweedledee and tweedledum just chilling outside my window chirping away yeah get out of here they're not actually her pets they just live outside her window and annoy me all day long it's fine it's great Mm -hmm. we love it we love it so yes you, that's, you, I finished Heartstopper yeah. before the last before we played the last think, episode. I think so. Okay, what yeah. other books have you read? Let me pull up Goodreads, shall <laughs> I? So, last episode, we had a nice long conversation about the book I was currently reading. <laughs> a, la- <laughs> a Lady of Rook's Grave Manor, Tempting Monsters Number 1 by Catherine Moon. <laughs> I finished it on vacation. I kept texting Sophia because I was in the car and my nieces were behind me in the car and I was reading it on my phone and I kept thinking like, oh God, they're going to look over my shoulder and be like, what are you reading? I'm like, don't look at it. (laughs) It's sex. (laughs) Like, I don't want them to know I'm reading a smutty book in the car. Yeah, it's a good thing it was an e-book though. Yeah. (laughs) Can you imagine? Oh God. And I read it in the hotel room at night because they were on their phones on TikTok. So I'm like, okay, I'll just be on my phone reading. Fine. <laughs> I really liked it. It's a reverse harem, like a pleasure house for monsters. <laughs> and while, yes, it was like 90% monster porn. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah. But there was a little bit of plot toward the end. <laughs> Like, it didn't pretend to be what it wasn't. Right. Like, you know going into it what to expect. Like, it's not this super deep and thoughtful book. I mean, no. It's fun. It's fun. I had fun. Yes. And that's what matters. It is. So, I liked it. I gave it four stars. Fantastic. Yeah. So, after our last recording then, when you mentioned it, I went home and downloaded it. Did you know? I did. Uh Uh-huh. I didn't finish it. Right. I'm still working on it. But you... Read some of it. Yeah. And your description is not is not inaccurate. What part did you get to? I got, um, like, just past the Sphinx. Ooh. Amon. Amon. My star. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, shush. 
So that's as far as I got. But mm-hmm. then my sleep schedule got screwed up because of work, which is fine. But I have not gotten any further in it. I forgot to mention that on top of all of her monsters, there's also her servant, sort of. He's oh, yeah. a golem. Yeah. Sorry. But made out of stone or marble. Yeah. I found that super interesting because that was starting to develop um, when I stopped reading it. Yeah, it gets I'm interesting. I'm going to finish it. it. I hope you do. <laughs> I, I will read the rest of the, whatever series comes out with this. I will read it. I had fun. If I remember correctly, this is, it says on, I think Goodreads, that this is the first book in yes. the series. And I, I think it came out in March. I figured it would, because it says Tempting Monsters number one. Mm-hmm. Like, you wouldn't put that if you're not going to write a number two. Or three or four. One would assume. So I can't wait to read more of it. And I, I had a, I had a great time. They, Thank you, Catherine Moon. There was a threesome scene. Oh my gosh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yes, and it, came out in March. It, it, it was interesting. What other books great. have you read? <laughs> the and then I only read one other book, and it was one of my most anticipated books of the year. It was Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I love Taylor Jenkins Reid. She's one of my favorite authors of all time. I will read anything she puts out. And so Malibu Rising follows these four famous siblings. They are the children of Mick Riva, Mick and June Riva. You meet Mick in The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. He is one of her husbands. One of her seven husbands, in fact. (laughs) What a shock. She, he, uh, she's already really famous by this point and he's a singer and he is like, oh, I would do anything to marry Evelyn Hugo. And at this point, kind of a little spoiler for Evelyn Hugo, but she is trying to cover up rumors that think that, that say that she's gay. And so she's like, I have to do something because I can't be known as gay in, in this country. Because it takes period. place, yeah, in the 40s. I think it's like the... 40s, 50s, 60s? I don't know what time this was exactly. I bet you it was 40s and 50s. And so she marries him in Vegas. And they get a divorce. Or they get an annulment, like, super quick. I remember that. Yeah, and he's like, kind of like a gullible douchebag at the point. You don't really know much about him. But he turns out to be a terrible person. Mm-hmm. And so he has these four children. And it follows them. They host this party every year. It's like this big, huge end of the summer party. All these famous people come. So it's told in two different timelines between the present, which I think is actually in like 1989 or something. Okay. And then in the past when Mick and June meet and kind of follows them getting married and having these four children and Mick becoming a huge douchebag and abandoning his family. It's... Because he wasn't a huge douchebag before. Right, but, like, he was, but he was trying to be a better person for his wife. But then he turns and he just cheats and cheats and cheats. It's a whole thing. You learn about it in... Melbourne Rising. Melbourne Rising. I wanted to love it. I really did. It just did... Like, I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It was fun to read. I found it frustrating. The... The current chapters were really short in the beginning, so you're not like you would get a page from one of the like the, from one of the children. I'm like, well, I'm trying to get to know these characters, and I don't get to do that very much because I'm you're constantly switching, switching back and forth. But then that kind of fixed itself later because eventually the past caught up to the present. So like your second half is more in the present, and then in it would randomly. She would ra- add these random chapters in from people who didn't matter at the end. <laughs> like, people at the party. Like, who cares about these people? Right. And the things that they're doing. I'm like, why Why are these in here? It was very, it was very weird. And the ending was a little blah. Like, I don't... I'm like, oh, it ended. Like, it's this whole big thing. There's this whole big point of, like, it's this... There's a fire. That's how this party ends in a fire so i thought this would be this whole big thing and it kind of ends with like a like 
Well, and I'm excited to read it. Then. Like, no, I. I'm just kidding. I want people what to read it. What did you give it? Because it's what did very. You? I gave it like four. I gave it four stars out of five. So it, I liked it. I really did. But you she, had higher expectations because you love Taylor Jenkins. Yeah, I so think much. that's the point. Like, I had my sights set too high mm-hmm. because I loved her last two releases so much. Yeah. But it just didn't live up to Evelyn Hugo and Daisy Jones. But yes. to me. Seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo and Daisy Jones in the six. Yes. Sorry, I'm just elaborating for them the titles of the books. Um, but yeah, it was it was good. I recommend it. it, but to me, it just wasn't what I wanted it to be. Taylor Jenkins Reid has a really great way of making you care about these characters and like making them feel real. Because mm-hmm. like with Evelyn Hugo, you wanted to go watch those movies. Like you, you she felt real enough that yeah. you're like, I want to look up those movies on IMDb or yeah. you know, but. She's not real. And But it makes you think that she is. Yeah. And well, like with Daisy Jones, her The music, you want to mu- listen to the oh, music. You listen to the music so badly. Mm-hmm. And you can't because it's not real. Yes. Yeah. So those are the only books that I've read. How about you? Okay, so here's the thing. I finished a reread of Wayward Son by Rainbow Rowell. In preparation for Anyway the Wind Blows, which is the third book in the Simon Snow series. Right. That is the only book I have finished. Here's the thing. Listen. Okay. I'm listening. So, I had started The Lady of Rook's, Rook's Grave Manor. Rook's Grave Manor. And haven't finished it yet. Still working on it. No big deal. It's an ebook. It takes me a, little, a lot longer yeah. to finish. Right. So, I check out my audiobooks through Bridges. Overdrive, which is, you know, through the library, you get them for free, you have to put them on hold if other people want them, and then when your hold comes up, you have two weeks to listen to the book. Yes, two weeks is not that much time. Right. So here's the thing. I had three holds come up at the same time. (laughs) Oh, no. While I think I was trying to finish last month's book club book, so I had Sadie by... Courtney Summers for my team book club. That hold came up. We Are All the Same in the Dark by Julia Heberlin. Heberlin? Heberlin? Hmm. And uh, A Court of Silver Flames by Sarah J. Mass. All three of them came up at the same time. Yikes. Yeah. And I was busy because work. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And all three of the holds expired before I was able to finish the book. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. So I'm like half, three quarters of the way through most of these So what do you do? I put them back on hold. I don't know. But to get back in line for a quarter silver flame sounds horrible. Yeah. I'm going to have to buy it. Because, I mean, I can look up to see how far I am. Um, right. down on the wait list yeah but it's a lot because i had to you know of course start all over again and i am just it's a very popular book i'm number 56 on oh. f- on five copies oh so if everyone takes two weeks <sighs> that don't do that math it's depressing yeah yeah people waiting in total 66 so there are 10 people in high me behind me in line oh dear it says, people waiting per copy, 13. It's, oh, it's fine. But the thing is, I just realized today that I have to finish Sadie by Tuesday. Oh. Well, I have the physical book if you want to borrow it. Um, I might need to. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. I just feel so stupid. Oh, but the audiobook is so good, though. Uh, right. Oh, man. It was so good. Because Sadie is actually told like a podcast. Yeah. It's written like a podcast. It, it It's recorded like a podcast. Right. I mean, even the people talking in the podcast, it sounds like they're actually uh, old-timey. Like like a, someone was recording it with a hand recorder. Yeah. It's, it's very so good. It's so cool. It's very good. And it's a cast. A cast of, of readers. Yeah. It's, just, it's very good. And I really I'm, like that book. Like I said, I am very disappointed mm-hmm. that I have not been able to finish it yet. I'm very sorry for you. <sighs> it's fine. <laughs> oh, man. That's kind of the dilemma I'm in right now. Because I checked out 
a couple, I got, I came up for a couple audiobooks. I'm like, oh, I'll read them eventually. And then I have six days left and it's like, oh no, I need to, I want to listen to this book. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to The Last Time I Lied by Riley Sager. I really like Riley Sager. He is a wonderful thriller author. I've read, I think two, no, yes, two of his books. Uh, Lock Every Door and Home Before Dark. I really enjoy them. And this one I'm listening to now is so good. Last Time I Lied is very good. It takes place in a summer camp, which I think is my vibe. Like, I really like it. It (laughs) randomly reminds me of, well, no, it reminds me of, um, shoot. What are those movies? The Halloween movies. Is it, are you thinking of, um, is it Friday the 13th? Friday, yeah, Friday the 13th in the camp. They remind me of Friday the 13th, but it's not like a whole, it's not Jason Voorhees coming out of the <laughs> lake to stab people, but it's like these, these the girls went. <laughs> it's been a long time since I watched any of those movies. Well, uh, I mean, joke's on me. I've never seen any of them. Yeah, what, so. do, you, what do you know? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, it's about these girls who went missing one year at summer camp. And now the girl that shared their bunk went back 15 years later. Now the camp has reopened and is trying to solve the mystery of how they went missing. It's, I'm having a great time. That's so cool. Yeah. And I just forget how much I like thrillers because they're just so fun. Yeah. They keep you on the edge of the seat, especially audiobooks. Ooh. Ooh. I love it. Listen to it all day today. That's so great. Yeah. I'm also, you know, still reading Outlander. <laughs> Have I gotten any further? No. It's a very long book. Yeah. And it's kind of dry at the moment. Like I'm not, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll get through it eventually. I think it ebbs and flows. I, I was telling someone the other day, they are, um, there's someone at the library who's currently reading the series. And she goes and she picks um, book number six off the shelf and she brings it over and she's like, they're not getting any thinner. Something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, uh, I just read the first book a couple weeks ago and I'm fairly positive that it could have been three books. Like broken up. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. I'm sure a lot happens. Yeah. I want to get back into it because I'm enjoying it. It's just like... Mm -hmm. We have to talk about it when we're not recording because then we'll we'll go off on a tangent. Right. We do that sometimes. Yes. <laughs> a lot. And then I'm also currently reading. I just really started getting into it's called The Charm Offensive by Allison Cochran. I think I've talked about it a little bit before. Um, it's an arc that I got. Through Atria Books, I believe. It's about this guy going on The Bachelor and then falling for a male producer and um, having a good time. The Bachelor is... I really want to read that it one. Sounds, it's so cute so far. He's super nerdy and he's supposed to be this suave, like, Prince Charming. And he's just like, I hate, I have anxiety. Ah. Like, it's really cute. It does come out on September 7th. Yes. For those who might be wondering. Sorry, I was creeping on your Goodreads just now. So yeah. that I could find the <laughs> offender that has sparked the topic for today's oh, episode. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Which, I guess, leading into today's episode. Yes. Is book covers. Woo. I don't know. I just felt like you needed a, some fanfare. Yeah. I'm not quite sure, you know, where we're going to go from there. But <laughs> just kidding. Yes. Okay. So I'll, I'll kind of start yeah, maybe absolutely. with, uh, I received a message from our mutual friend the other day, Chris. And Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. <laughs> she, she said, oh my God, one of your episodes of the podcast, you need to talk about book covers. And I was like... Do go on. Yeah. Can you elaborate a little bit? <laughs> yeah. Or... And she sends me the book cover or, you know, the information for this book. It's called The Unicorn's Mare. Oh, I Monstrously Yours, number five by S.J. Sanders. And the cover... Oh, no. 
It's a man. Well, is it, a, is it a like a unicorn shifter? I think so. Okay, because that's kind of the vibe I'm getting. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> she said, who thought that was okay, and why is it curved? <laughs> His horn is curved. It cur- it's curved oh. up. So to, to describe it to you, there's this very tall man. He's silver. He's, very, he's all silver. He has a horn with a spiral in it coming out of his forehead that curves upward. Mm-hmm. He has like elven, not like elven, they're like horse ears. Mm. Obviously he's a unicorn, I guess. Yeah. A horse. Some long silvery hair. Yeah, maybe long pants. He's shirtless. Hair. Yeah, he's Who not knows? wearing a shirt. I don't know what it's, he is on the it's bottom. It's illustrated. Um, and there's a girl. She has this dark, gorgeous skin. She looks great. Her hair is curly and beautiful. And she looks great. She looks great. He looks weird as hell. Yeah. It's not okay. (laughs) A unicorn will do anything to win his mate, even trick her. Ew, 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 ew. ew, ew. That's the thing, though. She said it's a great book. Really? Yeah. But you wouldn't get that from that book cover. No, this book cover looks ridiculous. Yes. It's got 4.15 average rating on Goodreads. Yeah. She rated it four stars. Oh my gosh. She said it was good. Someone DNF'd it. Okay. Oh dear. (laughs) Oh no, no. So that's what sparked today's topic. There's a trend, I think, with like fantasy romance. I don't know, but like mostly fan, I don't, you know, like books like that with ridiculous covers. Like, you look at the Ice Planet Barbarian covers, or Aww. any of Ruby Dixon's book covers, and they are ridiculous and hideous. I think they're hideous. Yes. The books are fun. Like, the, this, the Ice Planet Barbarians series, I, I had a great time. Yeah. I, mean, I think I read, like, 12. <laughs> I think I probably read 7. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they get repetitive after a while. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good to get a new but, name in there. Yeah. But like the covers are cringy. They are so cringy. For sure one of them like I think it might be one of like their the Christmas special ones for some reason. Mm-hmm. And it's got like a blue baby on. Yes, it's a blue baby. <laughs> like that's weird. Now I have to look at them. I'm going to look at them. You I must. Gotta, you I must. Have to. They are they are so, odd. Today um I do want to go down like a list kind of, of, um, maybe our preference. Some of the best, some of the worst. Looks like he's going down on her. I mean, yeah. I mean, he probably is. Like number one in the Ice Planet Barbarians. Science fiction romance. I mean, Ruby Dixon knows what's up because these books are addicting. Yes, they are. Yeah. Aliens, butt, smut. Yeah, I'm here for it. That's what someone commented. Yeah. One of my friends. Oh, my that's gosh. funny. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, so I'm not prepared. So I'm just gonna... I'm gonna wing it. That sounds like a plan. Okay, cool. So I feel like that... that Obviously, that book has uh, sparked this topic for today. <laughs> the Unicorn Book. As one of the worst covers. Yeah. Um, now, in your just off-the-cuff... As, as we do, uh, can you think of any more worst? Because one of the first things that comes to my mind is that pomegranate on, oh, was it Midnight Sun? Midnight Sun, it's disgusting. By Stephanie Meyer. It's actually disgusting. Yeah. I don't like looking at it. Yeah, it's cringy. It's like visceral. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's just... Ugh. And it's just the inside of a fruit. But yeah. It just looks... But I don't want to look at it. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I don't get the choice. Mm-mm. Whatsoever, because the other Twilight books we have, uh, the apple, the apple, the flower, uh, the flower, the chess, chess pieces, piece, the ribbon. ribbon, and there's some other. No, the chess piece was the fifth one, is it? Fourth one. Ignore me. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, we, I'm just... out of order. Um, <laughs> but then why would you? And it's like a, a very detailed. It looks pump. like a ripped open heart. Yeah. Not and a fan. So, yeah, and it hasn't been just us, I think, who have gone, oh, oh, 
Oh, when seeing I don't that like looking at it. Mm-hmm. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. I also have a like that tryptophobia. I don't like mm-hmm. things small with holes. small holes. It yep. it just makes me kind of want to throw up. Mm-hmm. And so looking at that just kind of trips that a little bit that I don't like looking at. It makes me uncomfortable. Same. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any other ones that gave me that kind of reaction. Mm-hmm. But I can't think of any. It'll it'll come to us, I think. Yeah. So I do want to touch on maybe some best. I do want to I do want to add. There are yes. there are certain things I don't like in book covers. I don't like real people on book covers. Oh, really? I don't know what it is. It's this like they're taking that away from me to visualize what those characters look like. Yeah. And then most of the time they're not even correct. Like I hate when there's a thin person when it's not supposed to be a thin person in the book. Mm. I hate that. Or like the person a different color than they're supposed to be in the book. That's a, that's annoying. That is ridiculous. Yeah, I don't like that. So I just I don't I don't know what it is. I just don't like real people on covers. I don't yeah. mind the illustrated trend that's going on right now mm-hmm. that's been kind of mm-hmm. well it comes to my mind is like uh the get a life chloe brown or whatever yeah. those covers yeah, i like those also they can also be deceiving mm-hmm. i think why like <laughs> what book was it oh shoot there was a book that had this super cute illustrated cover and then you got into it and you're like oh it's just hard like but like smut it's all it is oh no yeah and you're like oh you wouldn't think that by picking the cover up because the cover is nice and cute and you're like oh see that's the thing i feel like the book cover should match the book it should give you the same kind of vibe right like that's the point yeah like the cover is supposed to entice you obviously get you to pick up the book yes but it should also match what the inside of the book is like. Yeah, like, give me a feel of what the book is. Right. Yeah. So, I do have a couple examples of books that look not in their genre. Oh, okay. Which was a weird sentence now that I'm saying it out no, loud. No, but I get you, though. They, they don't look like... <sighs> exactly. They would be what they are about. Exactly. Yeah. So, my first example is House in the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Klune. Oh, okay. It looks like a juvenile fiction novel. Right. I have seen people go, wait... Shouldn't that be in juvenile? And I, no, no. Main character is an adult man. Yeah, yeah. But it's that illustrated. Right. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, yeah, the cover It's one of my favorite covers. Yes, but it's misleading. But it is misleading because yes. you look at it and you're like, hmm. are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> I've read it. It's one of my favorite books of all time. All time. I love it. I get it though. Yeah. Yeah. But it's misleading. Right. Another one were the original covers for the Akatar, A Court of uh, Thorns and Roses series. Ah, <sighs> yes. They were covered. It's like... I have opinions. As, right. Because, like, <laughs> it's a very common trend to have, like, the half of someone's face or just, like, someone's... Like, it, literally, yeah. if you look up the original covers for those book series, that is a young adult style Yeah, cover. you look at it and you go, that's a young adult book. Yes. Yeah. And then they redesigned them. Re- yes, for this final for, book in the series. Yeah, for A Court of Silver Flames but then, to be more adult. Yes. Because they should not really, like, they... They if can't they, market it towards teens because it's adult content. Right. Like, the first book... I get. There's not that... There's, like, a little bit of a scene in there, but mm-hmm. there's not that much. Well, and it's kind of later. But, like, I think she's kind of, like, just becoming an adult, so it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, she's just kind of figuring, I think... But these are adults. Yes. Yes. They... Like it's not the, like the, Hunger the, Games, where she is a teenager. Right. I mean, Favor's only, like, 16 or 17. Like, when that when the first book comes out. Mm-hmm. So, like, get them being marketed like that but the beginning yeah but it does not like akamap a court of mist and fury is in no way (laughs) like an adult book it's not it should be it's a new adult book yes she's at that age where she's transitioning into an adult 
And but that's not a common is a genre and age group that is yes. marketed very much. Right. And I think it has actually emerging. Yes. You know, yep. like um Red White and Royal Blue and One Last Stop are in that new adult. Right. You know, where the they're going into college or they're you know, which is I think very popular recently. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I read a lot of new adult romance a long time ago, mm-hmm. but it was always like a college sports romance. That was like the only option. That was it. That's all you got. If you didn't want to read that, well then, that's the only thing. You're either that, young adult or that's adult. It. That's it for that age group. That's all you get. You're going mm-hmm. to college. You're falling for a, a hockey player or a football player or a baseball player or whatever. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I mean, I like, I still like those kinds of books, but I understand what they are. Like, they're not anything crazy. Exciting. So I think after that, now that there has been a reemergence, there is a reemergence of, you know, book covers that do fit into that genre now. That new, new adult genre. Now, I do follow on TikTok a girl who designs book covers for a living Mm -hmm. and she you know people ask obviously ask her questions and stuff like that in the comments and one was the one of the questions she gets quite a bit was why do they always or you know 90 percent of the time they'll change the cover midway through a season or series season a series or um you know change it just a little bit and then they'll re-release the beginning ones with the new cover or whatever it might be right and, she, and they're like, well, wh- you know, why, why do they do that? Why? And she goes, to make money. Right. Probably because they see that those covers aren't selling the way they want, maybe? Either that or, they, you know, they, they know that you money. have one through one through five. And that's and very... And six is new. And then you, you'll buy one through six again because they know it bothers us. As a, as a collector, as a reader, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. I absolutely hate it. Like with an but we em- need the continuity. continuity. I know. I I need those books to match. I absolutely hate it. Mm-hmm. One example, an ember. Well, two examples. An ember in the ash. That we already talked about. Well, a court of thorns and roses. Mm-hmm. The change to a court of silver flames. I get. I really do. They want to make it quote unquote more adult like because she's now officially being marketed as an adult fantasy romance writer. You want those books to look, quote-unquote, more adult, but I also hate the new covers, and they don't match my old covers. Right. And... But now they know you'll spend the money, too. And I, I won't, because I don't like them. Because <laughs> it's the principle of the thing. Yes. And I'm annoyed, because I... I was slacking, and I never got a quart of Wings and Ruin in paperback. I have the first two in paperback, and them in... And hardcover, and I never got it. And now it's impossible to get it without spending like $70 on a book that would have cost me like 12 on Amazon. And now I can't get it anywhere, and it's very frustrating. I just want the book to complete my collection, but I don't want to spend $100 on it. No. And then the, the other example is An Ember in the Ashes by Sabah Tahir. Oh. <laughs> What did they do? <laughs> they, re- they released books one and two with these covers I really liked. They were like, like abstracty, but I don't know. They were like a, like a kind of typical fantasy-ish mm-hmm. fa- covers. They changed them for book three. I understand it was the author's choice. She, I think, I believe, because she wanted brown people on the cover. Yeah. I I completely understand that. As a book collector, <laughs> I was furious <laughs> because I liked the first two covers. I liked the change they made. Right. Because it's not like the first two covers were, you know, not Yeah. They were fine. They were fine. But then they changed them to something they were very they're white. And so they looked very different. Mm-hmm. But then they released the first two, I believe, in matching covers. But I don't want to buy them because that's more money and I don't want to spend it. And now they don't match and it's annoying. And it's just going to sit there and bother me and I'm just going to get mad about it. Yes. Yeah. 
another book series that that happened to. Sorry. No. What? Yeah. What? Carry on. Freaking carry on. They. Oh man. So carry on came out paperback. I think first, or maybe not. No, probably came no, out in hardcover first. No, it came out in those with the silhouettes. The silhouettes in hardcover. And, yes, and then the the paperback came out in this gorgeous, yeah, illustrated cover with you know Simon with his sword and Baz with his smolder. Yeah, and, oh, the smolder. <laughs> I think it's got a dragon on it too. Right, but it looks great. But it was in paperback. Yeah, and then when they released, uh, yeah. Wayward Son, they had Simon and Baz on the cover again. Yeah, that beautiful illustration. Yes, but in hardcover. But in hardcover. <laughs> so then the freaking covers don't match, and it's infuriating. Yes. Then they released, the publisher released the dust jacket. Yes. That you could put over your hardcover of the first book. Mm-hmm. So then they match. So then I had a hardcover with that new dust jacket, the paperback, and then the hardcover of book two. Okay, great. <laughs> but then, of course, they released special editions. Yes. Which makes you want to buy them more. It's just consumerism, man. Capitalism is so much fun. Capitalism. <laughs> okay. Also, the, the UK version. The UK version is beautiful. It is beautiful. That's, a, that's also a topic I wanted to cover. But the spines don't match. The spines don't match. And sometimes they're different sizes. Yeah. And, oh, man. I'm getting heated. <laughs> but also, why, like, sometimes, okay, I'm sorry. I know you're we're just I'm leaning more towards each other on the couch because we're both getting really upset. <laughs> okay, I know you. You. This is probably what you're gonna bring up next. The Invisible Life of Addie Larue. Oh, don't. Okay, I want to finish my my thought on. And we'll go back to the Addie Larue. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so then they released the third book in this series, right? But then they also re-released book one hardcover of, of for carry, carry on. on yes with the illustrated cover so then now i have two hardcover with the same goddamn cover <laughs> but one was the original cover one's the new cover a paperback and then i have two versions of any of uh wayward son because one mm-hmm. is signed right and one's the dark version too yep because freaking Barnes and Noble has a special edition. Fucking Barnes and Noble. <laughs> God. And then now I have two editions of Any Way the Wind Blows that are completely different from each other. Because one, I got signed and personalized from Rainbow's uh, local indie bookstore. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is the Barnes and Noble special edition that has a completely different color on the cover. Yeah. And now you have the Waterstones edition, yes. which is absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous with the floral painted edges. Yes. But then that's so many. And I think what it is is fucking like editions <laughs> of the series. <laughs> and it's infuriating. Right. And all three books hilariously showed up to my house in the same week. And I oh. didn't get a chance oh, to. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. This is a random fat, a random little story. I didn't get a chance to like sneak them onto the bookshelf because <laughs> i because her husband wouldn't notice he wouldn't no when they're on your bookshelf right right and he obviously doesn't listen to this podcast so i'll so we can say whatever we want about nick yeah we could. <laughs> just kidding we love you nick, love you, nick. <laughs> and we all three of them ended up being on the table at the same time oh, and he's no. like do you how many copies of that book are you getting all of them like, all of them. But also, this one is different. Let me show you <laughs> the differences that you don't care about. Yeah. And I think the one thing is about the UK edition is I think the number is in a different spot on the spine. <laughs> and I was like, seriously? Oh, God. Seriously, guys. I, I do like typically UK covers so better than US covers. And I, I wish I didn't. Because that means I have to go bloop, 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 Sorry. bookdepository.com and order. Yeah. Or directly from Waterstones. Or directly from Waterstones. The UK cover, because I like it better. Yeah. But then the paperbacks are usually smaller and they're stiffer. Hmm. Which I think is strange. Must be, is it like maybe the difference in materials? I don't know. But it's frustrating. Because you absolutely love a floppy paperback. Oh, it's like my, oh, 
my kryptonite. <laughs> so, the invisible life of Addie LaRue, which I have mentioned a thousand times. I will mention it a thousand times more. I think my favorite book of all time. It's hard to choose. No big deal. No big deal. I recently got my friend Amber to read it. She might be listening. Hi, Amber. Uh, so many shout outs. Um, <laughs> and she loved it. She listened to the audiobook. And I think the original U.S. cover is ugly. Also, did she like the book? She loved it. Did she? She loved it so much. She's like, I think I might actually have to buy the book. I'm like, yes, you do. Because yes, you it's do. so good. But also maybe buy the UK cover. Because yes. it's beautiful. But it's so a little bit of a description. Shorter. <laughs> so I have like seven editions of this book with more to come. Because I have a problem. Again, capitalism. So much fun. Um, <laughs> the, the cover... The book is black-ish. The U.S. version. The U.S. version is yep. black, and it has gold writing on it, which is usually one of my favorite combinations. I love... It's beautiful. Black and gold. Like, a gold foil is beautiful. But it just has the words, the cut, the name on the title, and then seven little stars, which represent her freckles. I mean, that's fine. But it's yeah. not... It's nothing. It's, like... I wouldn't know what the book is about. It's right, not it, a leads, good it gives you nothing. It gives you nothing of what this book could even possibly be about. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's working because it's. I think it's still on the New York. Well, Times. Thank God for the title. Yeah, it's. <laughs> oh God, it's just so beautiful. But the UK cover, I think, is absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's got. It's like got these blues, these leaves, and it again doesn't really tell you anything about the book, but it's just aesthetically pleasing. Yes. So I have the the hardcover original UK like not original US cover that I bought to read. And then I have a second one that you bought for me that has the painted edges on it. Mm-hmm. And then I have the Owl Crate special edition <laughs> which again I think is ugly because it's just a naked black. Oh, I don't like it. Yeah, it I've lost all faith in Alcrate. It's a whole thing. I, is that a, a naked matte black? Is it? Is it matte? Yeah, black? it's just like a naked hard. Um, I'll show it to you eventually Kay. later. Um, and then I have two editions of the UK edition. You two copies of the UK edition. One is the original, and one is the Illumicrate cover. Mm-hmm. So the UK one has blue. It's bluish. The illustrate the oh, frick the the illuminate one is like black and gray and has black sprite edges, and I love it so much. It's my favorite. So I think this is the copy of Addie Lure that I have. Yes, I don't like it. Yes, I think it's ugly because you because I got it from Alcrate. It was a special book box they had, and it came water damaged because. It sucks. Yeah. And... That's how the world works. Uh, that is how the world works. Okay. We love <laughs> Bill Burnham in this house. <laughs> and so I said, hey, Alcrate, by the way, the this edition is terrible. Yeah, I think that's hideous. It doesn't even have a dust jacket. No, it's ugly. And it's just... It's just it's, embossed yeah. on the cover. And there's a, there's a quote on the back, which is Yeah, which is nice. Neat. Yeah, like that's nice. But I just think that... For like, the cover is ugly. I have very uh, strong opinions about Alcrate now. I won't go into them, but they're not good. <laughs> they used to be better. They used to be a lot better, and then something happened last year, and they uh, don't. So now they have new collector's editions, or anniversary editions coming out in October, and there are three of them. Jeez. One's red, one's blue, and one is from Waterstones. I'm getting the Waterstones one. Yeah. I'm Googling it. I'm sorry. I could, but I get, I mean, that helps also get the, keep this book in people's minds, keep them reading it, keep them buying it. Is it this one? Yes. Look at the edges. They're so beautiful. So the Waterstones one is the UK edition. But white. But white with a, with like a gray silver with flowers on the edges. Yes. The flowers that are on the cover. Yeah. Yeah. And the one I have pre-ordered from Waterstones is signed. Yeah. But 
that means I'm going to have like 10 editions of this book, which is ridiculous mm -hmm. because they keep coming out and it's my favorite, my favorite book. So I'm going to keep buying them. Mm -hmm. But then what do you need so many editions of one book for? I don't know. That happened to me with The Princess Bride. Right. I have like six-ish editions. But they're all different. They are, and they're beautiful. Yeah. I know people, well, I don't know them, the people I watch on YouTube or whatever, they have like 40 different editions of Alice in Wonderland. Wow. Well, yeah. And can you think, like 50 years from now, how many copies, there are editions of uh, Invisible Life of Addie LaRue that will be? I'll have a whole bookshelf. Just a case. This is my Adi LaRue case. Yeah. And then this is the other V.E. Schwab books that I have that I don't read. Because <laughs> I've only ever read the one. Because I'm afraid to read her other ones because what if they're not as good as Adi LaRue? I get it. Especially with a collector, you know, an anniversary edition or a collector's edition. Mm -hmm. But it's just frustrating. But, but, I, but of course, me being, you know, like other book collectors like me, I want them. So I'm going to keep buying them. But yes. it's frustrating. Are there certain things that you look for? Like, what draws you to a cover? Like, you're, you're, we're going to Barnes and Noble, which I told Sophia I, the other day. I desperately, I just, just want to go to Barnes and Noble. Like, we don't have any independent bookstores around here. No. We live in the middle of nowhere. Yep. Barnes and Noble is the only thing we can go to that's in a reasonable distance, and it's like a 45 minutes away. Mm -hmm. I would love to go to Half Price Books. It's, my happy place, but that's an hour and a half. Yeah. And I can't, I just can't. We live in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> that's what we get. <laughs> and I was like, I want to go to Barnes Noble, but we're going to Barnes Noble. You walk in, what's going to draw your eye? Like, is there a certain type of cover that you like? Well, that makes me think of the, they call it like the science of color that, I think it's called the science of color, that you certain colors evoke certain emotions oh, okay mm -hmm. so i noticed that because um, i did my bookshelves in a rainbow when i moved to my new apartment i think i have the most blue books and then i think second is black oh, i have really? very few purple books which is sad because i love purple but i just don't have very many i don't know what it is if if the books i'm reading just aren't coming out in purple like is that not a common color for books like spines i don't know i find that weird it is and so we've been doing a lot of color things because the reading program this year uh, for libraries is reading colors your world so there was this image that comes up when you just, you know, science of color, Google search, and certain colors evoke certain emotions, like I already said. And, like, yellow is optimism, orange is friendly, red is excitement, purple is creative, uh, blue is trust, green is peaceful, and gray is balance and calm. Um, which, you know, like, certain stores, like, Target, excitement, you know, Walmart, trust. Hmm. Like, a lot of that kind of, it, it makes sense. Yeah. And if you have a lot of blue-covered books, it might be trust that you're looking for more. Or, you know, hmm. like, I see a lot of books on your bookshelf that are, that are blue. Yeah. Just on this bookshelf. Just on this room. shelf. And... Also, a lot of ones that are yellow. Mm -hmm. and it's optimism. Yeah, which is not me at all, which is funny. <laughs> but I'm, maybe that's what you look for in a book. Right. That's true. I do look for, like, I do look for happy ever afters. That's the whole point of romance exactly. books. It's not a romance book. It doesn't have a happily ever after. That's what I like to read about. Because mm -hmm. I'm naturally a pessimistic person. That is how Oh, goodness. Therefore... <laughs> Like, I think I read a lot of blue books. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't know why that just draws me blue. I mean, navy blue is my favorite color. Mm -hmm. so maybe that's what it is. But it's uh, recently become my favorite color. So that's, yeah, it makes it's, sense. It's a good color. It really is. Um, I also, I think I look, well, like in Rome, like I go to the romance section, which is 
hopefully, you know, starting to slowly weed out of the mass market paperback, you know, cowboy romances. Great. Go away. Uh, I mean, they have their audience. It's not me. Go away. And <laughs> it was once me. It's no longer. Right. I, I am drawn to an illustrated cover now. It's that, that theme, that, that trend has gotten me. It, I'm like, if I look at it, I'm like, oh, I think that's going to be a book I like. Right. Like, I'm less, I'm very less likely to pick up a book that has, like, you know, the old covers of the woman who's in, like, a half-torn-off dress. And yeah. The, and then the man Fabio's is shirtless. Her. Yeah. 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 <laughs> With the hair flowing in the wind. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to pick up that book. I also, probably not. And that's a very outdated cover. Right. But. Because I don't want to, this is so stupid, I don't want to read that book in public. No. Because people are going to look at me and be like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. Which brings me to the fact that I did read books similar to that when I was in high school. I remember I would just that read... and you'd flip them over. Or you'd put... Like... I'd, I'd, I'd make sure the cover was facing the ground. The, <laughs> because the, it's the embarrassing. Desk. Like when when Fifty Shades of Grey came out, I read them on my Kindle because I didn't want people to know I was reading Fifty was Shades it? of One Grey. of them has like a hand, pair of handcuffs. Handcuffs, a tie, a mask. Yeah, scandal. But then people know, obviously know that book. They're like, oh, I know that book's about BD, you know, BDSM. Like, ooh, mm-hmm. what are you reading? Like, bite me, okay? I want to read it. Leave me alone. Bite me. I want to read. <laughs> Sorry, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I want to read what, what I want to read. read. I don't care. Yeah, I told everybody I want to read a book about, you know, a reverse harem with women having sex with monsters. It's fine. <laughs> You do you. Yeah, I can read what I want to read. It doesn't harm anybody else. Exactly. You read what you want to read, and I'm going to have a good time. Exactly. The end. That was my rant. This is the end of my TED Talk. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed. (laughs) There's a donation can in the back of the room. (laughs) (laughs) Because, yeah, I'm going to be drawn to those illustrated covers as opposed to a person on the cover. Because I don't want to read. I don't want, I don't want. That. I don't I want don't. them to put that the image of the person. Yeah, I just don't. In me. I'm not drawn to a person on the cover anymore. Yes, I think the front cover of Red, White, and Royal Blue, with Henry and Alex leaning against. I think they're leaning against like the words, but they're mm-hmm. not. Um. They they don't have detail on their faces. If that makes sense. Yes. And that really speaks to me in the same way that you said, or similar way, you said, uh, there's not a whole lot of detail in their faces. Right. And it's like, it gives me the option to fill in the blanks. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I also think a title has a lot to do with it. Okay, I'm sorry. One of my biggest pet pet peeves as an audiobook listener is when you download an audiobook in general... Mm -hmm. The audiobook cover is cropped. Oh. So you bring up any book and it's the tiny version. Oh, weird. Of your book. Oh, it's so like a little square. I mean, yeah, it's exactly square. Because obviously, books, books are rectangles. Right. And they shorten it. And oftentimes, oh. I think it takes away from the cover. Yeah, that's ugly. Like you don't get, you know. But, like, you don't get, like, the tips of the wings on Six of Crows. Hmm. Like, you don't see that it's wings. Right. That kind of loses the appeal. So, it frustrates me to no end because I I want to see the whole cover. Yeah. That's the point. Right. That's what covers are for. Exactly. I have an exception. Okay. Because I like, I don't, I don't like people on the cover, but I like, just see me in a crown. Like, this book cover is gorgeous. That's absolutely beautiful. That's person on the cover. (laughs) I do have exceptions yes. to the rule. Yes. If it's done right. If it's done right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did I? Oh, I did read that book. Oh, sorry. I'm having a moment. <laughs> yeah, having a moment. <laughs> I read that book. That book was weird. Okay. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> so I can't say that a certain book cover draws me in. Mm-hmm. But I love a descriptive title. Yeah. Like, you know, I always bring it up. Red, white, and royal blue. It's really hard to say, so I have to slow down. Yeah, I get it. Um, You're like, what do you mean royal blue? Right, you know? Right. So it just, it brings you in. You should see me in a crown. Yeah. Like. What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. It also makes me think of the Billie Eilish song, You Should See Me in a Crown. So I'm just like, 
It's funny because at one of our game nights, not that long ago, you and one of our friends were talking about that you should see me in the crown mm-hmm. by Billie Eilish. And I was like, but I didn't hear Billie Eilish. I was like, are you guys talking about the book? <laughs> like in my brain, I'm like, did she read the book? I'm like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. It's the song. <laughs> it's the song. It's the song. Yes. Which I thought was funny. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm drawn, like I said, to the illustrated cover. But then there are specific covers that I have in mind, I think. Um, it's like, a, it's got like flowers on it, but it's like muted. Mm-hmm. It's a very specific, hold on, I have an example. Um, it's called, shoot, 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 hold on a second, let me pull up my Kindle. <laughs> Which, Kindle Unlimited, man, some of these covers are ridiculous. Yeah. They just, they get you, you know? Mm-hmm. It's called A Fate of Wrath and Flame by K.A. Tucker. Oh, that's beautiful. Like these, these type of covers, it's got flowers. The, it's like a vintage flower. Yeah. But, but it's very specific. I love these kind of. Mm-hmm. And then um, it's called The Vine Witch by Luann G. Smith. I really like. Very beautiful. Yeah. It's like items placed around. It's very like the, bookstagram. Like, it is a bookstagram picture. Yeah, but in a cover. <laughs> but a cover. It's got things, it's got items in it that, that maybe kind of relate to the book, but you haven't read it yet because you don't know. And, but it's got flowers in it and some maybe like gold details. Ooh, that will get me every time. Right. Like, my favorite is when either the book title or items on the cover make sense to something that happened in the book. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, you're like, oh, this is cute. I wonder what it's about. Yeah. And then you read it or listen to it and, and or listen to it, whatever. And uh, <laughs> that makes sense. There's it a crow the on the cover because yeah. they're crows. Because they're crows. They have crows. Oh, my God. They're crows. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I love that moment. We're like, wait a minute. That's what the title means. Ha ha ha. Yeah. And I think font says a lot of things as well. It really does. I think the font is one of the most important things about your book cover. Yeah, because I'm, I'm really not going to read a Times New Roman. No, I'm a font, like, snob. Like, I have, don't. I'm a font savant. Yeah. <laughs> a font savant. I swear on my invisible wine glass. And give it a good sniff. Hmm. I see the legs on the volume. Oh, wow. this, the legs on this font yes. are ridiculous. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, it's got to look good, which sounds bad because you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover. But then that's the point of a cover. Yes. Is to get your attention. So one thing they teach you in library school, which. <laughs> oh, you know, library school. <laughs> you know, library school. <laughs> Um, obviously I didn't go to library school, right. but yeah, yeah. one of the things you go through in library training, I yeah. should say, yeah. is, you know, yes, this book is on the cup, this book is on the shelf. It's a great topic or, you know, this book is, is actually really great, but it's dingy. It's the old cover. They've come out with new ones. The new one that has come out has the movie cover on it. That's the one that's going to leave the shelf is right. the new one, the shiny one, the one with the potentially the one with the book to movie cover on it, right. whatever it might be. So, yes, you might have to replace that book so that it does get checked out. Right. So, I mean, there's there's a science behind knowing whether or not someone's going to grab it off the shelf. Mm-hmm. And there's just no way to avoid it. And as someone who hates movie cover, like movie cover oh, covers, I get it because that brings people who probably hey, wouldn't have already actor. read it. Yeah, who who would re- who would read it because it's I recognize that I've seen the trailer for that movie or I I've heard about it. Yeah, I know that actor. Like I get it. I'm not gonna personally buy a movie cover for my shelf at home. For my shelf at home, except I did buy the Bridgerton one. Right, but that's because. The Duke is gorgeous. <laughs> and they didn't have any other options. So if I wanted to read it, I had to have that cover. Because yeah, it was sold out sold everywhere. Out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were sold out of that book for months online. Yeah. The library couldn't even get a copy. Right. I got a copy before you did. Yes. And I just found it at Target. Because there's one left. And I was right. like, thank you, in my cart. And I was not going to go to Target. No. No, no, no. <laughs> like, my favorite's... 
on the cover are like black and gold, but I also do like a good purple moment. Right. And blue. Right. I'm less likely to pick up a green book. I also, sorry, <laughs> there is a book that is coming out. I'm sorry, let me find it. We pull up Goodreads, our trusty companion, which is owned by Amazon. I did not know that until This recently. Poison Heart. Ooh, that cover's gorgeous. That cover is gorgeous. By Caitlin Bayron. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh my gosh. I love that cover so much. Right. And it, it's very green. I mean, it's in a forest. It right. And it's very... got a person on the cover. But she's right. illustrated. Yes. And she's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Wow. It doesn't come out until... Just kidding. It came out on June 29th. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, it's almost the end of July. It here. is already out. <laughs> So, hmm. Yeah, there are exceptions to my rule, which is really hard. Yeah. I guess it's just the professionals know that they're going to sell the books. Right. Except for the unicorn one. I don't know what they were trying to do there. I don't know. Who? And obviously the person who drew it is talented. Yes. But. I could never do that. No. But what are you doing? (laughs) said that was a good idea could we go back and edit this part yeah (laughs) um listen you have tons of talent but like dude yeah like there's this one books books that i had read on goodread not goodread there are these books that i had read on kindle unlimited and they covers they covers third time's a charm you got it There's this book series that I read on Kindle Unlimited, and I'm not going to say the book series because it's embarrassing, but... What do you mean And that's saying something. That's saying something. Okay. Do I know what it is? Yes. And hmm. the, the book covers got increasingly worse <laughs> as the series progressed. Oh, yeah. And they were like, do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. I can't even remember the title. And I was like... I can't either, but I know Why? the cover. Why? Oh, no. <laughs> like, it was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so there's Sorry, that. Sorry, I can't stop laughing about it. I know what you're talking about. Hmm. <laughs> well, they're not in my library because I'm not reading them anymore, but. Oh, bummer. I know. Okay, there's. Oh, shit. Yeah, this it's the same thing. The Library of the Unwritten by A.J. Hackwith. Can you see this cover? Like, I love that cover. Any any cover that's kind of like a got a page rip mm-hmm. and it looks like something's t- trying to like get out of the cover of it. Like, yeah. I think the library has that book. I think any book that has books on the cover, I will be automatically drawn. Yeah, to it. like a like a, just like a page or something that talks about libraries <laughs> or books or reading or. Yeah, but like this book is not my jam. Can you see it? It's got it's got like a wolf or a fox. Oh no! Yes, it's that it's that and fantasy one... romance weird. And that's that's the uh, one where it's it's someone on the cover. I know it's illustrated, but it's not. It's weird. It's, it's not just, my jam. It's just weird. I don't mm-hmm. like it. Is uh, the book we're talking about is I think it's called Cry Wolf by Tr- Patricia. Briggs. I think like she's got a whole series. Yeah. Where... I don't know why I have that book to be honest with you. I don't ever. I'm not gonna read it. No. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm weird. Okay. No, the things fine. in my Kindle library are, are for my eyes only. Sometimes. Same. Yeah. Yeah. We're just gonna close that up. <laughs> don't look at it. It's... Don't look at it. Don't look at it. So... Like, book covers are very important when it comes to selling a book. I don't know what that's like. Like, I've obviously never written a book. I don't work for a publisher, which was something I wanted to do in college, but I I didn't. (laughs) I think it would be interesting, but there's a lot of marketing behind it, trying to figure out what's going to sell, but also try to figure out a good way to represent the book. Exactly. But it's like a hard balance to find, probably. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the conclusion is, <laughs> there are some that we love, there are some that we hate, but as long as we can get somebody to read a book. Yeah. 
at the end of the day. Like, find a good way to represent the book in a way that's not gonna, I don't know. Can be a complete turn off? Yeah. It just makes me want to go to Barnes and Noble and look around the books again. And I just know. figure out what books I like and don't like, what covers appeal to me. It's like podcast research. Yeah. I should have gone for the podcast. Yes. God dang it. I'm so busy. I don't have time. Because I have to go 45 minutes. Exactly. At least. At least. If traffic's good. Yeah. (laughs) If it's not harvest time and those tractors are on on the road. Or planting season. (laughs) I meant like construction. (laughs) Oh. Also construction season. Yeah. Because there are like. We live in the middle of nowhere. There are three seasons in Iowa. It's like Mm. very, very hot. Construction. Construction construction. season and like deep cold. (laughs) Yeah. And like there's a little bit of fall. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. Good week or two. <laughs> we love it here. <laughs> so let us know what are some of your favorite covers and least favorite covers. I want to hear about the bad stuff too. And what kind of trips your trigger when it comes to book covers. Yes. Because I'm curious. I just want to know what people like, you know. Yeah. Reach out to us on Instagram. Pages and Pages Pod. We're there. We have a couple posts now because I remember sometimes. <laughs> I'm getting better. It's a work in progress. Yes. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed our ramblings about book covers. Yes. And we hope you have a great day. Yeah. Bye. Bye.